Welcome to the Happy Mouth Podcast, your delicious daily news fix for the hospitality community. We will be offering a craveable menu of headlines, food for thought, and much, much more. These are the bite-sized news stories you need to know, and they'll drop every morning, Monday through Friday. Hello, world, and welcome to the Happy Mouth Podcast, your delicious daily news fix for the hospitality community. Today is Wednesday, June the 9th. Yeah, yeah. The Happy Mouth Podcast just keeps on chugging. Heck yeah. There's an uptick. Yeah. Happy Mouth Podcast world. We're going. But no, this could be the greatest Happy Mouth Podcast episode of all time because we're talking about one of our favorite subjects, brands, eating experiences. What is it, Chef Naisha Arrington? Well, Mr. Philip Frederick Camino. Yes, you remember my middle name. Nice. It is our beloved sweet green, the sweetest greens of them all. They are the sweetest greens. They just have such great products. I love these guys. What do you get there when you go, by the way? Oh, we've, wow. I know we've had it together once or twice, but I don't recall. And I think you change it up occasionally, right? I definitely do. Yeah. Depending on what sort of macros I'm going for for the day. It matters. It does. Um, So, okay, my standard sweet green order is I build my own bowl because, you know, chef life. Yes. Uh, I do... Can't go generic if you're an executive chef. 1,000%. (laughs) I do half spinach, half arugula Mm. as my base Mm. because I love... I'll tell you my tasting notes. Okay. Because I love the pepperiness from the arugula but I love the sort of sturdiness that I get from the spinach. And what I find is that it takes on the dressing really well because I'm a light dressing girl. And I don't like when my lettuce is wilty. It's actually like really one of my pet peeves that Mm. I'm really passionate about is wilty lettuce and or wilty herbs. And no one likes that. Right? Like don't put that in my mouth. It's not going to make it happy. Right. And so I start out as my base, wild arugula, spinach, and then I do basil, cilantro, Mm. Yeah, such a delicious, it's it's really delicious um, pairing. So I do basil, I do cilantro, I do the miso dressing, and they always ask you if you want like heavy, medium, or light. I do light. I do quinoa, and I do the mushroom mix, and I do sunflower seeds and avocado. And I also do cucumbers, and that's it. What kind of dressing? I do miso dressing. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. I didn't realize that was considered a dressing, but yeah, I guess it is. It's on their dressing list, isn't it? It is. Mm -hmm. What's your go-to? First of all, I love it because you can really, like you said, macros before, you can really see the exact amount of calories that you're putting in. And I'm not that I'm a calorie counter. I'm not, but I like to know if I'm put, if I'm doing 1200, I want to know if I'm doing around 600, it's nice to know. Totally. And it hides in those dressings. Yes. And they put their front and center with that. Like you go up to that counter and it's like, okay. The green goddess is 140. The Caesar's 100. Like, you know right away what you're getting into. Totally. Um, I like that transparency. There's a lot of things about this brand that I like. But to answer your question, I've been going down the green goddess path. Oh, nice. A little bit more lately. I've just something about their green goddess dressing right now is really good. I don't go kale. I'm kind of on the Dave Asprey. <laughs> Kale's kale is yeah. evil tip. Yeah. Even though I don't think it is, I think Dave just he's has funny it. with his kale. Yeah, he is. He really is. Even recently, he's been he's been going in on it even more. So I'm not too much of a kale guy as much as I used to be. Uh, but I go, yeah, I go Green Goddess, pretty stock. But I I always add in the broccoli. I always add in the mushrooms. Usually the roasted tofu. 
and then I'll get like medium to heavy green goddess dressing yeah. and then just have them mix it up. It's a lot of salad though. It's a lot of salad. You gotta be ready to eat. Totally. Um, definitely a formidable salad worth the value. Yeah, I agree. And I don't do this necessarily, but I, I know some people I eat with, I think you do it, but a lot of people just eat like a third of it or two thirds of it and take the rest home. It's like two meals. Absolutely. Just a great brand. And we'll jump into it a little bit more because they actually am are going through a pretty interesting rebrand right now and kind of a, a refresh on their brand ethos and what they're going what they're going for in the marketplace. Love that. Always progressing. Totally. The uh, the idea being that I think they've gotten up to 121 stores now. Yep. One uh, drive through. Yeah, drive throughout in Colorado. Yeah, we're going to definitely talk more about that later in the episode. We sure are. Yeah, and they're rolling out a new logo. But there's a lot of things that are happening beyond just a new logo, isn't there? The important things, for sure. For a fast casual chain that has a very well-known identity, this rebrand is very intriguing. And Philip and I will be talking about a few other big names that will be going sort of a little facelift as well. Uh, fast food chains that have rebranded recently are Taco Bell. They actually rebranded a Vegas location with liquor, with merch. It's got a whole new logo. I saw that. I feel like, didn't we say someone got married there or something? You can get married there. Yeah, right? people do it. It's a chapel as well. Fascinating. I mean, Taco Bell just branching out. They said that it was their highest performing location in the U.S. That one and the one in Times Square, obviously. I mean, obviously. Sure. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, that Vegas one absolutely crushes it for them. Um, and it makes me want to go. Even though I'm not a huge Taco Bell guy, I mean, I would go to that one just to yeah. see someone get married. Maybe have like a, you know, chalupa while someone's actually getting hitched. You, you just throw join like rice, party. like cooked rice. <laughs> it's cooked. <laughs> it's like, like seasoned rice. Totally, the yep. seasoned rice. <laughs> Yeah, so just a bit of background. Like the majority of restaurants in this hospitality business in 2020, Sweetgreen went through it with the rest of us. They had to lay off staff last year, uh, struggled from revenue perspective. They had to pivot a little bit into more of a delivery model. By October of last year, the chain had let go about 20% of its corporate staff to deal with these pandemic-related issues. Wow. I know, substantial. It's a lot. It's a lot of staff. Totally. Especially when you have, I think, 4,000 employees. That doesn't feel good for anyone. No. Both sides. As we mentioned, Sweetgreen has over 121 locations, which is crazy because I remember when the first one opened up, I was like, oh my gosh, this looks like an amazing place to dine. And now they are, I mean, I don't see these guys stopping anytime soon. No. Um, right? I mean. Why would you? Right? Such a good idea. It's a fantastic concept. It's one of my favorite places to eat. And, you know, really, despite all of this, Sweetgreen has made some plans to not only navigate the pandemic crisis, but it's it's really looking like they're trending to come out stronger. 100%. I mean, they've always had a very strong identity, in my opinion. They've always been very mission focused. They've done a lot of things in the sustainability space, uh, which I admire and is also an ethos of my company and something that we're focusing on in a, such a big way coming out of the pandemic. They've actually committed to becoming carbon neutral by the end of 2027. And they do this through a number of initiatives, which we can jump into in a little bit. Lovely. 
Yeah, I mean, these guys, they're just absolutely phenomenal and really setting the course of excellence. And and they really want to reimagine what fast food can look like, right? Provide more healthier food options and definitely make food more accessible. At the end of May, they've revealed their new logo and it has this beautiful dark green background. All the letters are sort of facing to the right. And the previous logo, the two E's were backwards and in their new branding, they they want to appear more sort of like a community focused, which is so awesome. In addition to the logo, they're also adjusting items within their branding, like the social media pages, packaging, uniforms, and the app to better portray their ethos. And they'll be changing their menu design and food photography to show that fast food can be synonymous with real food. I had mentioned before a few of the initiatives that they went down in order to uh, reach this goal of becoming carbon neutral by the end of 2027. Those three initiatives are food sourcing, so working with suppliers and farmers to implement industry-leading strategies for carbon minimization. Lovely. Very nice. When they go through a menu sourcing or a menu design and development process, they actually calculate the carbon footprint for each menu item and each ingredient uh, within that menu item. Trace it back and then put it into their overall carbon output and then figure out ways to make that carbon output neutral. Wow. Um, Which is a a beautiful step that I hadn't really heard of. I've heard about restaurants kind of going down the path of looking at their overall carbon output, but not going down to the specificity of, you know, individual menu items and ingredients. So that's great. Also within the restaurants themselves, they're looking at things like building materials, furniture, clean energy, even the kinds of industrial equipment that they're putting into the kitchens and really making sure that all of that is coming from a sustainable place. So they're talking the talk, but they're also really walking the walk when it comes to sustainability and, and you know, getting in that game of being um, carbon neutral. And I love that. I absolutely love it too. We see this, you know, they're really setting the course for excellence. I mean, we still have the Taco Bells, we still have the McDonald's, we still have the Burger Kings of the world, but we see this new lane emerging of like mm-hmm. really intentional focus. How am I affecting the planet? What is my carbon footprint as a business? And I mean, Sweet Green will always have my dollar. It's really, really good food, first of all. And then when you back it up with all of this thinking and the ethos and the thoughtfulness and intentionality around doing the right thing for the planet and their employees, that's something else we haven't really talked about is they're very employee forward. I really want to highlight that. It's one of those restaurants where you go in there and not only are the core values up on the wall, like there's no hiding it. Um, They know exactly what they stand for. Every single customer that walks in that door knows exactly what they stand for. And certainly every person that works there has walked into that environment knowing what the company stands for and also knowing that they're about to join something that is pretty special. And so I think from a lot of perspectives, we should be emulating that. We as uh, hospitality professionals should be looking at that model and saying, that works. Frankly, I've never walked into a, a sweet green and had a negative uh, negative customer experience. Every single Same. employee is very motivated, very happy. They say great things about the brand. And I think they're doing a fantastic job across the board of just making that brand really come to life and creating, we talk about this a lot, creating a really beautiful employee experience. Customer experience too. They've kind of balanced that really nicely. But I think the employee experience there is top notch. 100%. And Sweetgreen is expanding into new territories. Last December, the company announced its first really exciting drive through in Highlands Ranch, Colorado, as an effort to enter more of a suburban space. 
I mean, smart. You have to. I think, you know, if you look at the numbers from QSRs, and I'm sure they've done all the research. All the research. This is the main driver of um, incremental revenue for for QSRs and standalone restaurants. Um, If you look at like a McDonald's or a Burger King or Wendy's, there is so much focus on the drive-thru. Sweetener had to have looked at that and said, hey, we have to figure out how to do this. I think it's really smart. And And it is smart. And it really makes sense ultimately in a post-COVID world, right? With social distancing and as people are getting vaxxed and it's still a way to, you know, serve your customers and sort of take out that lane of like uncertainty of like, you know, if people are still afraid to walk into a restaurant, they can still get their seat green on the go. It's also being done from a very uh, sustainable forward perspective. So the drive-in is going to have solar panels. It'll have outdoor patio space, a uh, high-tech ordering system. And you're also seeing brands like Shake Shack do the same thing. They're starting to plan these kind of post-COVID drive throughs It wasn't in their model initially, but you're starting to see this become uh, part of the model for some of these brands. But they're doing it with that sustainable intention uh, in mind, which which I like a lot. Same. I did a... Shake Shack collaboration earlier. Yes, you did. Yes, with the gentleman, the lead um, culinary mind at work, Mark Rosati, there, amazing human, just moved to LA from New York. You know, listening to him talk about how they're attempting to create sustainable efforts in their business is just really, really inspiring and impactful. Um, <laughs> should we pay some bills here? Yeah, let's do it. Having trouble staffing up? You're not alone. Our industry is facing an unprecedented labor shortage, and tech will play a central role in solving this problem. Yelp Kiosk was built in 2018 for restaurants who couldn't afford to pay a dedicated host. In 2021, Yelp Kiosk is supporting restaurants that want to do more with less. By adding Kiosk, your host is no longer trapped behind the host stand, enabling them to assist in all front of house operations. Learn about how Kiosk can help your restaurant at restaurants.yelp.com slash kiosk. Sweet Green recently found a new brand ambassador, Miss Naomi Osaka. You may have heard of her. She's a legend in the making. Yes. I mean, just phenomenal athlete. She's, Uh, yeah, she's a winner. She's really doing amazing things in women's tennis. Totally. Tennis champion. A few weeks ago, Bloomberg reported that Sweet Green is planning a U.S. IPO that could take place in 2021. For those unfamiliar with what an IPO is, it stands for Initial Public Offering. And this means that the company is planning on going public, uh, which means that you'll be able to buy and trade its stock on the open market. It's working on the listing on the IPO with Goldman Sachs, a very notable company, notable bank out of New York, who takes many, many companies public. So they're definitely working with a, a very solid group, a very experienced group. Uh, in terms of taking this thing onto the public market. And they were recently valued at close to $2 billion, $1.78 billion. This is major. Major. I mean, gaining an IPO puts Sweet Greens in the ranks with McDonald's, Chipotle, and Burger King. So let's go get some Sweet Green. <laughs> now I'm hungry. I know. All this talk of Sweet Green, now I just want to go and grab three of them and like hold up, up for two days with just three Sweet Green bowls. I mean, just in closing, I this brand is doing some great things. If you're looking to emulate this as a model for your own business or if you're looking for a place that I think is really doing it right in the restaurant space and then also doing it, you know, we always talk about the, you know, the three P's, the people, the planet and the profit. They're really checking all those boxes. 
they're doing a great job with their people. You can tell um, everyone there is happy. Um, they seem to know the brand really well. I had a con- an amazing conversation the last time I was in there with someone in the front of house and we just spoke for 20 minutes and she was just out, you know, kind of cleaning up tables and cleaning out the patio space and just was very happy. And I asked her a lot about the brand and she said her experience there was phenomenal. I think from a people perspective, they're knocking it out of the park. Um, they're certainly doing everything they possibly can for the planet. And I think that's really a conversation that you and I, you know, lean into a lot and we're very passionate about, but that's something where you just have to do that in this day and age. Everyone has to get on board with this. It's a crisis. The planet and particularly climate change is something that's not going away and we need to address it within our business models. And lastly, profit. I mean, they're, they're making money. They're close to 2 billion in revenue, 121 stores, 4,000 employees. And they're figuring that part of it out now too. They're going public and, you know, it's going to be a successful entity. So it kind of goes to show you that you can, you can really check all the boxes and do it right and not have to be a one trick pony, if you will. Totally. The interesting thing is as our food world progresses, I think people now have so much more knowledge and understanding of, you know, we talk about food as fuel and what we're putting into our bodies and fast food doesn't have to be burgers and fries. Totally. Every time, you know, I, they really filled a niche market here. They certainly did. And I think it's wonderful to see a company that can scale, that can get to a point where it's an enviable financial position for many restaurateurs and operators getting to 121 locations and, you know, that much revenue and, you know, 121 stores. I mean, that's a great place to be, 4,000 employees, like we said, but then doing all the right things on the other side of the fence too. That's the model that everyone needs to be looking at and kind of going after. And like you said, fast food doesn't have to be the traditional model. Definitely not. Not mad at Sweet Green at all. Love them. You're the best. We love you guys. And that's all for today's Bite Size News. You can find us at happymouthpodcast.com, restaurants.yelp, backslash happymouth. But please don't forget to check in to our super cool, most amazing Instagram at Happy Mouth Podcast. And thanks for dining with us. We hope to see you next time. Have a nice day.